You now tuned in to the Gunk Town Podcast. I'm your boy Doug B. We ain't got nothing to talk about, but we got something to talk about. Let's go. Good people, good people, good people. Welcome back to the Gump Town Podcast, episode 113. I'm your boy, Doug B. If you tuned in to this podcast, thank you for your time and your attention. I really appreciate you giving this podcast a shot. Today's guest is the founder and owner of Hire Co. I'm looking forward to this conversation, and I'm sure we'll all be inspired by his story. Let's chop it up with David Turner. Dave, how's it going, man? Doing well about yourself, doing well. Glad to hear that. All is well on my end, too. First things first, thank you for taking time out of your schedule to chop it up with me a few minutes. I really appreciate it. For sure. I appreciate you hitting me up. It was, um, was kind of, it was random, but it, was, it just shows that I'm doing something and then somebody's watching and then I've seen your uh, post come up, too. So, you know, it was a matter of time. So I appreciate it. Yes, sir. No doubt. Of course, here to talk about higher company and all the great things you got going on with the business. But before we talk business, let's get to know the man behind the brand. So I read that you're from the Gump. What was your upbringing like coming up in the city? Okay, so just a small background. My parents were military, so I was born in '91 in a in North Dakota. It was crazy, but we left Charleston, South Carolina in '98. I was six and got here August of '98, right before school started. I went to Wares Ferry Elementary for that first year, but Growing up in the city was, um, I think it was a little different for me because a lot of my friends, they didn't have, well, some of my friends did, but a lot of them didn't live like how my folks did because, you know, they had a military. Even though my parents grew up, my, my dad is from Greenwood, Mississippi, my mom from Sumter, South Carolina. So it's small country slash hood towns, you know, but they, they made, they did the military thing with Uncle Sam to, you know, better their lives but it was a it was it was pretty cool in the city for me i felt like um i went to macmillan as well where when it was on the west side not where it is now like where where this is the real this is for the real gump town people across the street from where riverside homes used to be <laughs> but um yeah exactly but um I feel like the city grew me pretty well. I had a lot of raising as far as like my parents, but the city, the city gave me a lot of uh, jewels that I still use to the day when I'm a, when I'm away or I'm just on a cautious tip. But I felt like my upbringing was pretty good. Real, my my best friends, I've met them. I was thinking about this yesterday. I met both of them, my closest friends. I met both of them at the age of ten, roughly in the same area, like on the east side of Montgomery. Um, I'm from the more so like the Where's Ferry side, like the Where's Ferry, like close to Dalrada and like Pike Road. I went to Georgia, Washington and stuff like that. But the city, the city did well, even though it was kind of crazy out here. It did well. That's amazing, man. Appreciate you sharing a little bit of your background and salute to your parents for the military, serving in the military. You got a chance to grow up Well, you were born in North Dakota and ended up in the Gump, did the schooling here. And so you finished up high school. And I read also where you, Went on to attend Troy University. What was the college life experience like for you? Uh, college life was had a lot of fraternal life and fraternal love and uplift, <laughs> but um, <laughs> it was college was it was a real eye opener for me. I would say I had I tell people often I had the um, from Disney to Tarantino moving th- movie life like things was a fantasy. Then things just got real gory and real like real. 
you know, uh, I just get quick and personal. It's not no secret or nothing like that, but my folks kind of, they pretty much separated the day I graduated high school. So going through college with some of that, that was a lot of my, a lot of like what I had to deal with and dealt with in my late twenties. But as far as Troy University, I was just telling somebody the other day I should have applied to other places, but that was the best place for me. Like I said, I went to McMillan and I was like a school for, you know, they send all of the officers, kids to that school mostly because they, the, the teachers and all of that, they speak different languages and they just groom it for that. So being at Troy, Troy has 63 universities across the globe. So and my sophomore year, it was me in the dorm. It was a white Catholic guy. One of my, my IG just got married. Um, a guy from Tunisia and a guy from a country I still can't pronounce properly to this day. But just the, excuse me, just the diversity of the different kind of people, even though I was mostly around people that look like us, I still would delve into different, um, different parties or just different things, different activities that would, I was trying to, you know, expand the resume and things of that nature. But I think my higher self was trying to expand, like, just my perspective on things, having different conversations with people that might be from a different place or things that I I might have judged. But then if I see it from a different perspective, I'm, I can't judge it as much anymore. I have to, you know, use a use a different scale than uh, what I use, what, what I u- would have used. So I feel like Troy was great. And then, you know, like I, like I said, I pledged Alpha. I said that to you off camera, off camera, but I pledged Alpha and the brothers helped raise me in a in a lot of ways because I did not I didn't only just pledge I was a dean as well, so I got a lot of um, leadership skills just from leading the young guys through, and I think I I see I was like man, am I really doing a good job as being a dean? I'm like I'm 22. One of the guys was like 29. But as I look at IG now, just from seeing them, and then I have conversations we just had homecoming. Like some of the guys are fathers now, you know what I'm saying? They're having good careers and they're doing well. And I'm like, okay, you don't really see the the outcome immediately after, you know, after they probate or anything like that. You see it years later. So I'm like, okay, I, I did well. So Troy was great. It was in the country, one Walmart, but it was great. <laughs> no doubt, man. Much respect to Troy University, man. That is sure. the chapter that you were initiated into while you were down there. Oh, so yeah. college for you, you got a chance to build some relationships with people all over. And that's the dope thing about college, man. You get a chance to meet people from East Coast, West Coast, down South. And we all just come together and create those lifelong memories, man. And you just, not only do you get a chance to, of course, graduate and get your, your degree as the ultimate goal, but just being becoming more enlightened, being around people with different perspectives, different mindsets, right. it really helped shape and mold you. And to you go to college, a boy, and you come out a man. Like at least that was my experience, and I'm sure your Precisely. experience was the same way. And not only that, the relationships, getting a chance, like you said, to your point, being in a leadership role, being able to properly lead because. Leadership is more than just a word. It's more than just a title. It's what you do. It's about right. leading by example. So that's great that Troy University provided just all those different avenues of development for you as a man. And you ended up getting your degree in sports management, minoring mm-hmm. in business administration. So what's very intriguing is about 
current what you do currently like you're in the the yoga space well you know what yeah. i won't speak for you let's talk more about higher company what exactly do you got going on at higher company okay higher code well i started the llc the llc is officially called trail theory fitness that's what the state is noticed by i do business as higher code um well, as I start when I started Trail Theory Fitness, I was in Hoover and I was just simply trying to personal train people, people that I knew, my sister's friends. I was and I was also trying to get money and try to make some extra money because I just got out of school. I'm trying to literally figure everything out all in one. Uh, and I knew, but I but from like watching certain, uh, I guess they could be ca called podcasts, but I was just saying like I was on heavy on YouTube University, been heavy. And I was watching a lot of Evan Carmichael videos because he docks up a lot of uh, videos of uh, celebrities or leaders, uh, scientists and different things of that nature. Patrick Bay David, uh, Les Miles, listening to the things that those guys were saying as far as about having value and then creating value for others. And I was like, OK, what can I do? And I just was thinking, sitting in a room probably, and I was just like, okay, well, you've been looking like how you look for a long time. You have a degree in sports fitness management. You can probably just, as I'm trying to, as I had a job and different jobs in the field, I was like, okay, well, I got to do something else because all these, and it's another thing. I see a lot of things on on social media, you know, like the good positive memes. I, I try to take those, take heed to some of them. I'm like, all right, well, if I do this, well, maybe let's see. So let's let's see if I, you know, create value or if I duck off for a few months and come back and then be better. Let's see if that really happens. But I started off personal training, went through a lot of different life things. I got accepted into law school. I was in it for a few years, for a few weeks, actually for actually a three weeks. I'll be honest, three weeks I was in it, but something was wrong. I heard something that the one of the professors said, and I'll just sum it up. And he said something to the effect of, or what I heard and interpreted, which was what was happening. You can be right, even if you're wrong. You just have to display the the story or the um the case to the judge or the jury in a way that um that's feasible to them, and they will go on your side. And me morally, that wasn't it. So I moved back to Montgomery from Birmingham. On a serious, like, move back to with my dad. We had our own issues prior, but we've since mended it and still growing better, strong. Shout out to my pops. And now with the yoga, I got into yoga right after I got out of school. But doing the yoga, I switched from doing personal training to yoga because I wanted to get and tap in deeper into what people really need. Yeah, people need to work out and be fit, but especially our people we have to our i mean like melanated or mm -hmm. black i don't say black but um, we have to have um we have to have way more peace and meditate we have to be way more calm we have a lot of stresses around us that are some i don't like to play victim either but some things aren't pressed upon us but we it, when things are happening you have to be able to remain calm as much as possible and they have a lot of sayings that i like that i still use i'll say bend don't break and being able to do yoga you're more durable i still lift weights i've been lifting since 14 so now that i'm doing the yoga uh some people act a lot of people are scared to do it because uh i don't know exactly i try to still get it to this day <laughs> but um i've been more so leaning towards doing the corporate 
and just setting up different uh, retreats possibly. And that the corporate thing has been working way better than just like having individuals in the city. I know that I think my prices are my prices are the way they are because my certification was it was what it was. It's, it was higher. I had to learn a whole different language. Like when Sanskrit is like one of the oldest languages that still spoke to the, spoken to this day. So I had to learn this, this and that. But I knew that if I was the person and I used to work with kids. So let me just break down why I do the yoga now. I feel like, OK, if I look like this and I do yoga and I'm a farmer as well. But if I do yoga and people, they're not going to run away from it as much or they're going to ask questions to me rather than the person that they would usually see doing or teaching yoga because I look like your cousin or I look like um, I look like I could have been a lost Migo or something. But I look, I I I do certain things like I wear, I have my locks out of there, I have my jewelry. But when we start talking, that's when I start getting into people. I like doing the physical poses, but I really want to tap into people, and I usually try to get them to start meditating more. So higher is for the the upliftment of your your physical, mental, and spiritual. And um, now things are things are starting to pick up because I've been cleaning up on my act as far as all of my business, as far as farming and yoga. But I like I like I like to see that higher is going to be uh, way more. I wouldn't say corporate, but leaning towards doing small groups and corporate groups and pro- and kids too, kids yoga, because I love working with kids and getting them into doing it. Man, that's powerful, man. Even hearing your story about how you pivoted out of law school and now that took a lot of courage, a lot of audacity. Brother, because I'm telling you. <laughs> getting into law school isn't an easy feat. I never attempted because I never wanted to be a lawyer, but the fact that you got in was dope. And the fact that you realized once you got in, that the things that were said didn't align with your moral compass. So right. you say, hey, I need to, you know, I don't need to be doing this as a career. And like I said, that just takes a lot of courage. A lot of people wouldn't have been willing to walk away from that. because just And the, the only reason, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no you could. No, you, you said the only reason what? I was going to say the only reason I was really going to law school is because I'll give the people a lesson. Here's my first lesson, number one. Do what your heart feel. Don't listen to what anybody else says, regardless if they have several degrees and they have the greatest advice. I was listening to my advisor and two English teachers that I had at Troy. I did really. I'm a great. I'm a great writer. I can say that. My mother was an English uh major. That's what she got her degree in. And I we couldn't do like none of the plan with the English in the house. Just plan. We couldn't do none of that. But they were saying my writing was well, but my advisor was like, if you're trying to be a sports agent, you want to go ahead and go to law school because you're going to have to learn contracts, this, this and that. And I was like, OK, I'll take your advice because you haven't steered me wrong too far. And that was just not a, it just wasn't the best idea. But I did learn in the little three weeks. And but like you just said, I learned way more about me because lawyers don't make that much initially. And well, well one day in school. They're gonna be uh <laughs> gonna be broke unless you got some stuff already going. Right. And I didn't have anything going and I couldn't afford it. But uh but now that I look back and you know in hindsight, I did the greatest thing I probably could. I'm I'm able to grow food and teach people how to grow food. And I'm also able to lead classes. Like I often tell people, this is probably a weird, funny thing, but I tell people, I'm like, I'm the only person that you probably know 
and get a group of black women to do exactly what I say when I say. It's like, how? All right, everybody get your mats, come to the top, and people start moving. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, for sure, man. That's dope. And like you said, to your point, you should always follow your heart. Right. And also, your advisor was telling you that with good intentions, but from a right. limited, but from that advisor's perspective, maybe that was the way you had to do it back in the 80s and the 90s. But now exactly. with the internet, we got YouTube University. So if I want to learn you about know. contracts, I can. I can leverage the internet. I can, or I can, I'm pretty sure there's, there, because of the internet, because people realize uh, people have a knack for information. I'm sure there's a Udemy course about contracts. I'm sure. Right. There are workshops of people talking about. And you got to think about Rich Paul now, like LeBron's <laughs> right. homeboy, like Rich, I don't, he, I think he might've graduated high school. I don't think Rich went to college. And yeah. you, he's a successful businessman, not just a sports agent. So you exactly right about that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And no, nah, that, that's amazing that you were able to make that decision and pivot out of that situation into what you're doing now. And also mm -hmm. you may mention about just in terms of going from personal training into yoga. I like the fact that you did that because it's, I'm not going to say it's a uncharted territory, but it's, it's a lane that's, kind of open because yeah. everyone's a lot of people doing personal training and I'm not, I'm not knocking anyone who does personal training but to you for you to step into yoga and to your point about us needing healing and stress mm -hmm. relief and the things that major man yoga is cool man i've done yoga a few times just following along on youtube university and like just yeah. how you got your how you got your different turns your different stretches you know your, your up with dog down with dog like that stuff it it really works not only physically but it does a lot for your mental man it's just a stretch reliever so that's dope that you are in that lane exactly and i knew we needed that heavy especially with uh everybody is like i try not to use my phone as much as i can so we're heavy on our phones whether that be social media or um whatever app so we're constantly bombarded with not just the notifications but even just like the frequencies that your phone give off or the tv and things of like that so meditate like one of the biggest things, the first book I picked up on yoga, yoga for athletes, I was reading one of the chapters and it was on a chapter on breathing, breath work, pranayama is what they call it in yoga, energy uh, movement. And I'm reading it. And as I'm reading halfway through this chapter, I close the book and I stop and pause and look up at the sky like, man, I hadn't even been breathing how I was supposed to be breathing. Like we have short, shallow breaths a lot of time. And if you have short, shallow breaths, you're not able to think or your anxiety can be built up faster if something were to come up, uh, like a short a, a situation that's sudden or news comes to you that's bad, you you can you can react in a way that's not ideal. But when I started deepening my meditation practice and my breath work, I became more aware of my thoughts, more aware of how my body felt how my body felt as I was eating certain things as well. I've changed my diet a few times. Um, it's, Bible, man. It's, it's got me, got me really closer to God as well, because as I've been able to take the time to slowly stretch my body, to slowly breathe and to truly sit down and meditate, God been talking and talking to me and I've been able to listen and things have been, even though, you know, have things out in life that aren't ideal, but Things have been way better than they would have if I hadn't been doing yoga, I would say. Yeah, absolutely, man. And even that portion, just you talking about getting 
tapped in with God on the, another level. I used to think, I used to hear people talk about those things years ago, and I thought because of our culture and what's been instilled mm-hmm. in us, I thought, oh, that's some that's some weird stuff. Like, I would never yeah. get into that. <laughs> but I'm being transparent with you, Dave. Like, nowadays, I practice, and I'm sure you've heard of grounding. I ground mm-hmm. every day, and I start my day with that. And with and no phone in hand, I, I leave the phone on the back porch, and I go out in the grass for about 15, nice. 20 minutes. And I just, yeah, because like you said earlier, the phone, the frequencies, that stuff real, man. Like nice. grounding with your phone, it's kind of kind of defeating the purpose. So exactly. <laughs> so I ground and I meditate and I, I walk around the backyard and I just I just feel a sense of God just present. And it's not and weird. It like it, it's it's the truth, man. Like in they they want us on these phones. They want us in the inside. They don't want us outside getting the real vitamin D, getting tapped in. So I right. think it's dope that you're doing that, man. Like you change the diet up. So are you classify yourself as a vegan or a pescatarian or what's what's your uh, eating style? I would say plant-based slash vegan. I um I changed. I stopped eating pork and beef March of 2016. And I did that for I did like poultry and seafood for like a year and a half. And then some I had in 2017, I was having a conversation with someone and they were like, you think you'll ever stop eating meat? I was like, man, I probably won't do that till 50. And as soon as I said that, a little voice said, do it now. I was like, okay. And then like a day later, I saw a store, somebody, that's the that's a good thing about Instagram. You got to follow the right people. Mm-hmm. So it was a girl that I was following. She was fine. And I don't follow her no more because I try to work on my lust. But <laughs> she, um, she was... She had put a put on her story from Netflix. What the health? It's a documentary, hmm. and the late and the girl I was talking to at the time, I told her to watch it because she was talking about her health and things of that nature. And she watched it. She was like, "Are you gonna watch it?" Because she stopped eating or whatever. And I took about two three weeks before I stopped before I watched it. And after I watched the documentary, I was good. Like I said, I was still in Hoover, so I had my last meal at uh Sharks. I remember what I had. It was uh chicken tenders. It was so good, and some French fries. <laughs> and um, nice. And and the food that I had, like I literally just went to grocery store, grocery shopping too. So I um I went in the kitchen. My sister came home from work. I was like, "Hey, you see this stuff in the freezer? You got it." She's like, "You sure?" I was like, yeah, I'm I'm good. And it wasn't just that I, I did switch and I didn't know all of what I was doing. But I, I what what I did while I was eating the poultry and seafood, I started making my my side portions bigger, like my my rice and beans. If you do brown rice and black beans, that's a complete meal if you have the right amount. And my salads, they became bigger. So when I started, when I dropped all of the meat and then December 2017, I dropped dairy too, so that was the vegan part. But when I the the size got bigger, and I would say I was definitely amateur when I start. But now I'm not an expert, but I don't lose weight. I can gain weight. I'm I lift every I lift six days a week. So the eating has been really good as uh, as far as clearing my body and my mind. I can definitely feel a difference. Joints don't hurt as much. It's beautiful. And that's amazing, man, that you made those life changes, those life altering changes. And man, mm. I watched that documentary too back in 2017. And mm. and I and I saw how cow milk was 
Yeah, man, I, man. I, I'll leave that alone. <laughs> it was really, you know, it was really what it was really the eggs, though. Yeah, the eggs and and how the, the, the pigs were like watching each other die. I was like, yeah, right, the pigs. And I gave up the swine in 2011, but I, I still okay. eat chicken and turkey and beef occasionally. But watching sure. that documentary, man, I it make you think, <laughs> and it had me thinking. I will say this though, I quit buying animal milk. After that, like I started buying okay. almond milk and oat milk because Dave, check this out, man. I don't, I don't <laughs> know if you ever paid attention to this. Humans are the only species that drink other species. Yes, <laughs> it's crazy. It's super crazy. That, and, that yeah. Yeah, 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 that's crazy. It's mind blowing to think about it. We we grew up being told milk is good for the body. It's good for the bones. Good for your bones. <laughs> I'll talk. I always talk to people about this all the time. 90 percent 90 to 95 percent of uh people that look like you and i are lactose mm-hmm. intolerant most of us go to public schools we were in public schools eating pizza tater tots and chocolate milk <laughs> right your stomach is going to like is is literally right. killing you you know right and then at the end they wonder why we couldn't focus we couldn't think straight in school because we right. we got all this dog on dairy right. dog i mean and which and of course you know this what you eat, it has a direct effect on how you feel, how you think, exactly. how everything maneuvers. And what man. comes off after you, like passing mm-hmm. gas and your pheromones and stuff of that mm-hmm. nature. It has an sure. effect on your glands, for sure, for sure. So you, I got to so, say one more thing about go ahead, the go diet, ahead, go ahead. changing the diet thing. Um, A few years ago, my mother started changing her diet just from my example. I never pushed it to her mm-hmm. or nothing. So... She's lost. I can't remember her total, but I asked her yesterday. She said from last, well, not yesterday, but I just was in South Carolina a week ago. And I was like, hey, Ma, how much have you, How much weight have you lost? She said from last July to now, it was like a year and some change. She's lost 22 pounds. And this is no weightlifting. She just walks. Now, she walks a lot. Like, I'm talking, this morning I talked to her. She walked four miles and then she was going to walk some more later. I was like, okay. But um, just seeing like when it, when people say you can't change, you can't teach your old dog new tricks. I'm like, yes, you can. She's literally changing like the fr- and you have to do things in process too. You can't just drop everything. Like mm-hmm. she dropped the first thing she did was drop white sugar, and she said, "Oh, I was I was like a junkie." It's like, man, that's real because some people wouldn't say it like that because they don't want to feel shame, but. You had to call it a spade a spade with yourself. And when you're honest with yourself, you can do anything. And she did drop the, the chicken and the beef. Now she just does like shrimp or some fish occasionally, but she, her inflammation in her knees isn't as bad. She doesn't do coffee anymore. She does like mushroom tea. So she's like, it's like a rewiring. And it's a it's a beautiful thing. It's it's crazy to see because it's like man, that's like I feel like I'm raising you now, but <laughs> that's amazing, man. Much respect to mom for making them for changes sure. and losing 22 pounds. Like that's a big deal. Like because, like you said to your point, you a lot of our elders they typically they look at us as young folks that don't know what we're talking about. But yeah. it's dope that you didn't <laughs> for real. Like I mean, like that, I that's it. how it goes. Like that's how they 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 view us. But it's dope that. You said you didn't force your lifestyle upon her. You just moved. You kept moving as you are. And eventually she said, you know what? She probably said, I'm not going to speak for it, but she probably said, I see my son Dave moving in a certain way. I see him doing his yoga. 
I see them glowing. I see them. I see them. I'm seeing them shining. I want to. I want to just make some changes in my life so I can see if those changes make a difference. And you said inflammation is gone. I'm sure she feels like a million bucks now that she made oh, those yeah. changes. That's amazing, bro. That's dope. Sure. Shout them on. Yes, sir. Much respect. So, what all exactly do you do with higher co? I know yoga is a part of it, and I know you mentioned yeah. farming. Is there anything else you got going on? No, just yoga and farming. So the yoga is broken down like private sessions, private group sessions, private one-on-one sessions, private group sessions, and just the classes that I'll do. I'll do. I'll throw events, or I'm a. I'll be a part of events, or I'll throw events, or just the classes that I do at the park on Tuesday and Thursdays. Uh, those are just ten dollars, just to get people into the getting getting them aware and just having it to be done. Uh, there aren't as many yoga teachers that are like public in the city like that. So I try to, or not public, but uh, promote themselves as much. There's Breezeville, shout out to Breeze, and there's um, Bandaloop. But I know a lot of people, especially people that look like us, they want somebody that look like us. And I'm him. I'm, I don't like saying it like that, how people say it, but it's pointed to me because even when I try to slow down, people like, hey man, what's happening? What you got going on? What you doing? And I'm like, man, I can't, I literally can't stop. Cause if I stop, I'm, I feel like I'm a, well, I'm a servant of God. So if God people need something done and I, and also I don't, I make sure I use discernment to own, get played. If God people need, if God people need something done and I'm the person to do it and I'm qualified and I, and God gave me the power and the strength to do so, I'm going to do it. So the idea for having a studio is is coming soon, but right now I just wanted to perfect my craft as far as me as a teacher. That's been doing well the past few years. Um, so one-on-one group and events. And then as far as the farming side, I'll be deviating and keeping higher just on the yoga side. But as for right now, before I open that new LLC, the farming side was during 2020, right as a... The day I found out we were doing quarantine, I was doing DoorDash and I got a notification about it. And the the same little voice that told me to stop to change how I eat, it was like, hey, you know you don't eat like everybody else. So you uh-huh. need to go ahead and go to Walmart and go to Lowe's and get some pots, pans, get some pots, seed, dirt, and figure this out. I've never done any gardening in my life. And I was successful and I was so super excited. You know, we didn't have nothing else to do. So I was really into it, like so immersed into it. And I was loving it every day. And now this is my third, fourth year, fourth year of like growing food. I would say probably the second year of being a full farmer. And it's been, it's been very rewarding. The The garden that I work in is on the West side, right behind Lanier. And just being a being a being able to be a part of the community is cool because, like I said, I'm from the east, so I don't live like how a lot of them live or what they might have to hear at night, you know, or what they might see in the daytime. But I'm accepted because of the work that I do, and they know that I'm genuine with what I do and how I speak. And um, the big farm that's going that's like a G14 classified, but that's going to be able to provide even more uh especially in the in this in the coming spring so higher is pretty much yoga and farming that's what god told me to do and funny thing is okay so in 2020 february 2020 i got certified 
um, yeah, Black History Month for my yoga cert. Yoga cert. I was like, that's pretty black. And then <laughs> the, next, the next month, I started farming. And I was and sometime last year, I was like, man, 2020 was probably the best year of my life because my purpose was given to me in the darkest time ever. Because as soon as I wanted to start teaching yoga, everything shut down. And I was like, dang, what am I supposed to do? So my first yoga class was on Juneteenth at Shakespeare. And I had a really good turnout. So I always just I be wanting to stop and slow down with attendance is low. But you know, I just got to keep going because it, it pays off. That's why I record because the recordings go. That's infinite. So building right. from yeah, for sure, man. That's dope, man. Appreciate you breaking breaking down what you got going on and just like you said, being obedient to what God was telling you during those dark times. Start Precisely. forming, and you said you never done it before, and that's the dope thing about life, man. And you realize this as you get older. Just because you haven't done it before doesn't mean you can't figure it out, and you figured it out and. We always be, let me stop saying, yeah, we as in black people, as in our culture, mm-hmm. we are always, a lot of us accept societal norms that are placed on us. We, a lot mm-hmm. of us think if we didn't go to school for it, I can't do it. Like I didn't go to school for mm-hmm. agriculture. I can't do it. Here's a fun fact. I didn't go to school for radio or TV, <laughs> but guess what? I went to school for tech, but I'm doing a podcast because like you said, when the voice speaks to you, when God Jehovah, um, Buddha, Yahweh, whatever you might say, Yahweh, whatever God, <laughs> whoever is your God, and I don't judge you. You do what For you sure. do. Whatever you do is what you do. But when those voices speak to you, Dave, it's real. It ain't. It ain't play play. Like, and, right. and a lot of people wouldn't be obedient. So the fact that you were obedient and you kept going and keep doing those classes, man, keep showing up because yeah, sure. the dope thing about it, Dave, you don't know. Which one is going to be the one that makes you a household name? And it might be the one you cancel. You might, the one that you cancel may be the very one. You know, one. it's funny you say that. I really be thinking that sometimes. That's why, mm-hmm. I like, whenever I do, like, when something is small and it's just, like, the past maybe two times, it's probably just me and my lady out there. And maybe one or two people will pop up. And I'm, I'll, I'll tell her, she might look at me, she's like, you still going to do it? Sometimes I'll cancel one, but then sometimes I'll be like, man, I'm going to stick doing it. I'm going to be consistent because I know what I'm supposed to do. Sure. I got to do it. And then, like I said, I can record it. The YouTube channel is doing okay. But as far as monetizing the, the streams and the videos, that's coming real soon because I can package these deals and give somebody something that's not here exactly what they need for their day some people and this is what i learned with yoga too i've had people sub my yoga classes because i used to be the main and only teacher at crunch fitness on the boulevard for a minute and if i had a sub and they weren't close to me or similar to how i taught people was not feeling it like it's just not and it's like they you need to not ever leave or you need to do try to find somebody else because that's not it but it's just they they like me for what it is. You know, they bought into me, not just necessarily the yoga. So I try to make sure that they buy into the yoga. So if I can get them to buy into me, I can get them and get into it as much as I can, if possible. Yes, sir. Try that's... the yoga teachers, people. Try the yoga teachers. It's okay. <laughs> yes, sir. That's amazing. And just keep showing up, man. Like, that's really what it's all about. Stand consistent. Keep showing sure. up. And the thing is, you don't know which class going to be the one that makes your household name and you canceling that one that may take you from 
where you are to where you desire to be. And mm-hmm. man, it's and 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 this this coming from somebody who is in the same boat as you. I'm up and coming. Like the podcast isn't a household name yet, but I keep showing yeah. up and I keep having these conversations exactly. because I know eventually it will be because I'm telling you, man, and I'm sure you can attest to this. Man, it's something something magical happens when you stay consistent, man. It, it really does. That's a fact, bro. <laughs> I, I'll say this because you mm-hmm. know this from how we pledged. And I, yeah, I, we can we ain't gotta go super deep into that, but things were similar. So I can say this. I always tell people, you you know, they have sayings of, you know, it takes 21 days to make a habit. I'm like, I can tell people, bro. I know from experience from my because I went through it and I brought some people through. Do something in 90 days. 90 days gonna always show you. Three months gonna always give you that like if you consistently doing something, you a machine after a while. Like how we had to recite stuff or how we had to come up with something and like always be alert, like it's always just ready. Like I I credit the bros for giving me a lot of my discipline, even though I had a lot anyway. It took things to another level, especially as I got older and realized I don't have to do a lot of crazy stuff. So, OK, this ain't nothing. <laughs> For sure. I mean, and exactly. And like just and just even that chapter in my life, to your point, just learning those different principles that you can apply now. It's 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 really those principles that learn from the brothers. You can apply those even present day just in terms of just staying the course, staying disciplined. And like you said. In 90 days, man, you can build a habit. You can, in, in any department it of your changed. life, whether it be health, yeah, whether it be your health, whether it be your mindset, your finances. And it's great that you still apply those same principles, man. So let's delve into just how higher code came about. Whenever I have entrepreneurs on the platform, I like to talk about three things, the aha moment, action, and audacity. You've already pretty much given us a a great insight into your aha moment. Which part the idea to come up with the company? Let's talk about action. After you had your aha moment, how long did it take you to take action towards coming up with a a logo, a name, an LLC? I don't think it's too long for the logo because I still draw. And another thing that I was doing in myself, learning self journey, I went back to being all right. What did Little Dave like to do? I used mm-hmm. to like to draw, so I was drawing. And a lot of the inspiration came from friends. We were trying to do a lot of this together. Things fell out. We didn't all fall out, but the just doing business didn't work. But the logo didn't come long because I was being creative, just doing what is whatever it is I was doing. And I believe the idea came in maybe May, April or May of 2016. And it became official 2016 of June. June 24th, 2016, yeah. The LLC became active then, still active. And then you said, what was the other one, Audacity? Oh, yeah, and that last portion, Audacity. So it's one thing to have an idea. It's another thing to act on it. It's a whole different thing to put that idea to the world, out to the world, mm-hmm. to be praised or criticized. Who or what gave you the courage that Audacity to not only go for it, but to put it out to the world? A lot of it was myself. I, I'll give credit to the person I was dating at the time. She was very helpful and beneficial because she was like, she was the best model that I had at the time because she was she was working out. But then when I when I started changing up how she was working out and changing her routine and program, the results the results are in, and they were <laughs> they were very they were very pleasing to the eyes of a lot of people on Instagram and stuff like that. But um, she helped, but 
the push really i ain't gonna lie the push came from being broke man i couldn't mm -hmm. i couldn't and i did and i realized just like i said the people that i brought up the videos that i used to watch on youtube like you're not going to be rich working for someone else you know even if you work in another job which is like i always tell people there's nothing wrong with doing it you can also put your money to the side and have it working for you that's another thing so like i didn't that was another thing i even as a little kid, I never wanted to. I've always wanted to be my own boss. What was that? I didn't know. I had to figure it out. Thought it was going to be a sports agent. It changed. Now it's, he's a farmer and a yogi. It it just, it worked out how the most high needed it. Not, maybe not how I wanted it, but how the most high needed it. And I'm forever grateful. Sure, man. That's dope. Like right now you live in the childhood dream is being lived now. And like mm. you said, it didn't work out the way you wanted it to. But guess what, Dave? It never does. Our plans, God hears our plans and laughs at them and be like, watch this. He, God going to always take you through. Because he want to see if you, he, she, If you God, really want it. God want to see if you really about that life. You, Facts. You say you want to be this, that, and the third. God going to take you through the ringer real quick. And he I gonna was not take about you. that lawyer life. <laughs> hey, he going he gonna, to he gonna, he gonna take you through a process. He going to take you through some things. He going to, and one thing about it, once he take you through those twists and turns, those those times where you feel like, man, I don't have I don't have another day in me of of trying to figure this thing out. Just the day that you keep going when you want to give up, man, something something magical happens, man. Like you get an epiphany, you get your second win. So yeah, man, like your plans gonna all man, God gonna always take our plans and laugh at them because our plans is think about it. Our plans is man, when I grow up, I'm gonna go to NFL. I'm make man. millions of dollars. And our plan is always so straightforward and cookie cutter. Nah, I'm man, it don't work like that. So <laughs> I was supposed dope. to be six eight in the NBA right now. <laughs> For sure. And I'm supposed to be in the league in the NFL making millions of dollars. But guess what? I mean, God said, Hey, I'm gonna put you in a situation to make millions of dollars, but you ain't gonna have to get CTE to get it. You just gonna Man, hey, you better say that <laughs> for real. That's real, bro. I be thinking about that sometimes. Like, what if I could really had got that growth spur that I wanted? Like I would tell them people, I'm, I'll be, I'll be looking up in the sky and I'll be like, man, you was right. Cause, cause I, I've been able to, I was able to dunk when I was like 15. I'm five, seven now. I was like five, six then. If I was six, one or like six, three or Lord, jerk. I, yeah, like I wouldn't like, I can guarantee I probably would not have been shooting no jumpers. Right. I'm trying to dunk everything. If right. I was a point guard, I would have figured out other stuff, but I was not. Uh -uh. Right. For sure. So yeah, every, everything having the way it's supposed to, man. So that's dope. What you got going on with Ayo Co? I, I know you got great things coming down the pipeline. So let's talk about the next portion, vision. What are some of your short term and long term goals that you feel comfortable talking about? What a okay. Uh, short term goals: getting the streaming going for the online. Definitely getting that going. That's one thing. Streaming just to have it available because I have half sessions on YouTube. It's a few long sessions that I've had from like years prior, but I'm starting doing half sessions on YouTube because you got to pray for my flows. <laughs> and um, that's one thing, the streaming. The second thing would be more events. So I just did an event for, she's going to coin it, but Black Women's Rest Retreat. It was in Eclectic, Alabama. It was right off of Lake Martin. It was a, it was a dope experience uh, leading a group of Black women. It was like 10 women. They were a lot, most of them entrepreneurs. They were like from New York and New Jersey, some of them from down here, but they were, uh, you know, they're in a soft season. That's where the women at now, you know, 
which is which I I understand completely. So I was just like, all right, well, let me help in this situation to help with this. And then I was like, I'm gonna give some game when needed. And I did, and I think a lot of people took heat. Hopefully, they took heat. So it was streaming and events, and that's pretty. Those are the two main things, really. And retreats, like super retreats, like as far as out of the country, that'll be hopefully sometime next year or 2025. But the streaming and uh, and events, retreat retreats, whether they're like in the state or in the region, those are the things. Okay. Hey, those are some great goals, both short-term and long-term, and I have no doubt you'll make them all come to fruition. Oh, oh we're already in motion. I promise. <laughs> For sure. Yes, sir. As we wrap up the podcast, I want to ask a million-dollar question. I started this podcast to highlight the greatness connected to the city, whether you were born here, lived here for a significant period of your life, be it college, military, or work. You've been a hometown hero, Dave. What makes you the most proud to be from the Gump? Hmm, most proud. There's a lot of firsts that are here that some people don't know about or they're not the world don't know but we know and we take pride in it but we move with that energy when people find out we're like oh yeah just like how people find out like dang montgomery got hands like that yeah <laughs> okay so the first one of the first is when i first moved back to the city in 2017 i was like you can't tell i told myself you can't tell people you're not you're from montgomery and you don't know any of the city's history so i would go downtown and walk around and read the plaques one of the plaques that i read was about the uh, rail cars that we used to have or the yeah the rail cars montgomery was the first city in the western hemisphere in the western hemisphere that had electric car the most, i didn't learn that in mps did you no i didn't <laughs> that's what i'm saying and i'm like okay why don't we have trains anymore that's a whole nother topic but i'm like okay if someone was if some energy was innovated here of that i can use that and another first um Nat King Cole was the first black man with a TV show. Hey, you just gave me some more game I didn't know about. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is the first, <laughs> like, he was the first one. And that he has that mural downtown. He's not dark enough in that. That's another conversation. But I'm like, bro, that's huge. I'm like, this, I'm like, okay, Hank Williams, I get people like him and all of that. But I'm like, bro, he needs to have something. And a small one, well, people know it now because of drunk history, but Claudette Colvin, you know, she was the first one that, you know, said no. Now, a lot of people in the city know that and the world don't know that until they probably watch Drunk History or come here and someone tells them. But I take pride in that because my mentor, Mr. Johnson, he has the shoe repair shop on Atlanta Highway. He knows that lady. Mm. So the stories aren't so far removed. And I'm like, man, if they were the first to do something or they just had the guts to like, you know, just go about and just do something, even in a place that some people may not see it as, man, it's just Montgomery. It's, it's just a small country town, even though it's a capital. No, nah, we're still doing something. You got to you gotta respect it some, you know? Because, like, what's the dude's name? I, he lived in my neighborhood. I didn't know him. He's older than me, but Joel's, he he wrote uh, Who Clone Tyrone? You know what I'm saying? Yep. yep. That's that's some crazy, like, that's crazy, bro. Like, yeah. he lit, like, somebody told me where his house was, and I'm like, fam, he lived down the street from one of my partners. Yeah. So, so like, stuff like that, it's like, man, it can come from anywhere, and, and we, got, we got a lot of energy and a lot of heat, so that's why I wanted to do the podcast, because it's just a timing thing, you know what I'm saying? It's not always going to be the fighting, 
But it's going to be a time when somebody's like, man, Montgomery got something to say, just like the South do. I mean, we still got something to say. We ain't never stopped. It's just got a little quiet, but we getting battle out. <laughs> For sure, man. Yeah, you're right. To your point, man, Montgomery, just the city itself, very historical. A lot of great things have come out of the city. A lot of great things are brewing in the city right now. Like, we're bigger than just the brawl down at the riverboat. We got a lot of greatness coming up out of the city, like exactly. yourself and others who who doing the entrepreneurial thing, doing the thing, mm-hmm. man, like like rewriting history because, man, this city is it's a beautiful city. It's, it's rich with history. And it's a lot. It's just something about the it's something about the, the bloodline of the, of the people who who look like you and I that come yeah. up in this city, man. So that's powerful stuff. So Dave, how can the people connect with you? What are your social media handles and website? And you can get that at the website www.hyyer.co, hire.co. Everything hire co on Instagram and YouTube hyyerco uh, and TikTok as well. Everything all one all one word on TikTok and Instagram. Just put a space between hire and co on YouTube. Uh, run the views up. Send it to a friend. Send it to send it to your auntie. She needs this. Huh. She needs to open her hips up. She needs to release a lot of pent up energies that she has. Send this to your uncle. His back is hurting. <laughs> you know, send send him a flow of it, it. Don't have to be long. A lot of my videos are short for attention span purposes anyway so oh man that's, that's what it is i appreciate you oh man yes sir too easy and of course i'll put all the information in the description of the episode hey dave man thanks again for the conversation i really appreciate you i appreciate you doug thank you yes sir good people that concludes another dope episode of the gum town podcast in the meantime in between time y'all know what to do be blessed be safe but most importantly have the audacity to be you gone Thanks again for tuning in. I appreciate your time and your attention. Until next time.